helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome back to the Life Transformation Show. I'm your co-host, Denise Hart, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. As always, we're coming to you live every Monday morning at 9.30 to bring you thought-provoking conversations that can inspire real transformation in your life. Now, today's episode is one I've been eagerly anticipating. We're delving deep into a topic that touches the core of our human experience, which is faith. But we're not stopping there. We're going to explore a fascinating twist to the topic, how attachment styles play a pivotal role in shaping our faith journey. But before we dive in, I'd like to introduce our esteemed co-host for today, a true expert in the field, Michael Hart. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Denise. Okay with the flattery. Don't, don't flatter me so much. I'm just thrilled to be here as your normal co-host. And I want to thank you for doing such a wonderful introduction. And yes, I'm excited as well to go into today's show, today's topic of faith, which is such an important aspect of our life. And so we're going to be looking at it, as you said, Denise, with a twist. Absolutely, Michael. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. As a seasoned therapist, you bring a wealth of knowledge and insights to our discussions. And today's topic, attachment's role in faith, is something you have explored extensively, right? Yes, this has always been an interest of mine. And these are principles that I use in my practice in counseling individuals and couples. And today, as we explore this from the spiritual perspective or how it can affect a person's spiritual life, I think that the principles that I'm going to share today is are, are principles that can revolutionize your, your faith experience. I can't wait to hear what you have to say, Michael. However, if you are new to this show, you can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com where you can reach out to us for counseling help. Well, let's dive right into the topic, attachment's role in faith. So why don't you begin explaining what you mean by attachment? Well, the attachment theory was first developed by John Bowlby and expanded upon by researchers like Mary Ainsworth. And it provides a framework for understanding how a person's early childhood attachment to caregivers can influence that person's emotional and relational patterns throughout their lives. So the, the theory states that the quality of the bond that is formed between a child and their primary caregiver during infancy sets the stage for how they will approach relationships and emotional connection in adulthood. And psychologists, interestingly, have identified four attachment styles, and each has its own set 
of implications for how a person relates to others in their adult life, including to God. And so these four attachment styles are anxious, preoccupied attachment, dismissive, avoidant attachment, fearful, avoidant attachment, and secure attachment. I find that fascinating that the experiences that a person has in childhood can affect their relationship with God. However, this should not come as a surprise because the Bible did say, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So can you explain the first uh attachment style? Secure attachment style? Yeah, let's begin with that one. Secure attachment style. So secure attached individuals have experienced consistent love, care, and support from their caregivers. Their caregivers were reliable, and they have learned from these experiences that they can depend depend on others, that others will be there for them. So as a result, they grow up being very secure in who they are. So these secure individuals tends to ha- tend to have a positive self-image and believe that they are worthy of love and care. And as a result, they carry this attitude into relationships with others. So in relationships, they don't act possessive, they don't act clingy, they are secure that they are in that they feel that they are worthy of love and care. Well, this sounds like a style that we all would love to have. So, how does having a secure attachment style influence a person's relationship with God? I'm assuming that this will have a positive impact. Yes, you're right, Denise. It does have a positive impact on a person's relationship with God. If someone has a secure attachment, what we find is that this person will also feel that God will be there for them. They will have an expectation that God will care for them, that God, just like their caregivers, will be dependable and caring. And so this develops and fosters a harmonious and trusting relationship with God. And as a result of this, people who are securely attached uh, and have this expectation of God as loving and caring, they tend to go through life with a sense of divine support, knowing that God will be there for them. So we can well understand from this kind of mindset that as a person with secure attachment goes through troubles, they will know that God will be there. And they will continue to expect that even in hard times, God has not abandoned them, but that God will be there for them because they have experienced this kind of unconditional love from their parental figures in their childhood. Great points, Michael. So now, how would secure attachment style play out in terms of a person's prayer life? 
So in terms of a prayer life, securely attachment individuals are likely to expect that God will answer their prayers. So they are more likely to have faith in God. I think also that People who are securely attached are comfortable with intimacy and 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 independence in their spiritual life. And so this allows them to engage in communal worship and prayer while also pursuing their personal spiritual growth as well. Well, this sounds like a style that uh, God would want for his uh, people. So, Michael, you know that this show would not be the Life Transformation Show if you did not have biblical examples to support these points. Absolutely. We always use biblical references to support what we say on this show. It's a show that combines psychology and biblical wisdom. Right. So, can you think of biblical characters who may have acted in ways that are consistent with secure attachment style? The first uh, person that comes to mind would be Abraham. Abraham is known as the father of faith, and he demonstrated a strong and unwavering trust in God. So it, it would not be surprising that Abraham had caregivers in life parental figures that he know he could depend on and trust. So as a result, when God called him to leave his homeland and to follow his guidance, Abraham obeyed without hesitation. His willingness to sacrifice his son Isaac at God's command illustrates his deep faith and secure attachment to God, believing that God would fulfill his promises. And even when Isaac, his son, was about to be sacrificed and Isaac said, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, the Lord will provide a lamb for for the sacrifice. And so this... This shows that he had unwavering faith in God. Another one that comes to mind, if you permit me, that is to, 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 to go into that is Job. Job endured immense suffering and loss, yet he maintained his faith and trust in God. It is true that Job did have times when he questioned why God was doing certain things to him, and he spoke in terms that wasn't really flattering to God. But this to me shows that he knows that God would not be angry at him. He had a kind of relationship with God that he knew he could express himself to God and that God would still be there for him. Children who have insecure attachment may feel that if they express their feelings to God or how they really feel that God will be angry and that God will forsake them. Well, those are great examples, but they are examples of males. We do not want to leave the audience with the feeling that it is only men who have a secure attachment to God. So, can you think of a female example? Okay, that's a good point, Dennis. We don't want this to be a one-sided show like men only. Okay, let's let's think of Mary, the mother of Jesus, for example. Let's think about her 
a response to the angel Gabriel message announcing that she would give birth to Jesus. I think the way she took this message showed that she believed and she trusted God. She responded to him with humility and trust saying, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. So her submission and faith in God's plan for her life are evident throughout her journey as the mother of Jesus. So I think Mary, the mother of Jesus, showed a, showed what we would consider to be uh, principles that are consistent with secure attachment. Love that example, Michael. <laughs> Let's move on to the second attachment style, anxious, preoccupied attachment. Describe this, please. Individuals with anxious, preoccupied attachment style, as the name implies, tend to be anxious. They may have felt uncertain about their caregiver's responsiveness, and as a result of this, they develop a heightened sensitivity to cues of rejection or abandonment. So these individuals tend to be preoccupied with their relationships and may have a strong fear of rejection. These are people who are likely to be clingy or possessive. They may worry about whether they are truly loved and valued by others. So they might be set off by minor incidents that may have no meaning, but they might interpret these incidents to mean, oh, I am being abandoned or I am not loved anymore. And that's the anxiety that is reflecting in, the, in those kinds of mindset. I'm sure there's help for those people. I'm curious to know, how does anxious preoccupied style affect a person's relationship with God? Those with an anxious preoccupied attachment style may apply their attachment tendencies to their relationship with God in the following way. They might approach God with a constant need for validation and reassurance of His love and presence. So these are the individuals who will say the sinner's prayer every day because they're not sure that God really heard them the first time. They're not sure they're really, they're really converted or that, or that their sins are forgiven. These are individuals who may want to be baptized several times because they're anxious about their salvation. And also what we find is that during challenging times or periods of doubt, they may experience heightened feelings of being distant from God. So whereas someone who is securely attached may feel that God is still with them during hard times, a person who is who has anxious preoccupied attachment style may feel that God has abandoned them. As you explain this style, I can't help but think that this may be people who feel that their suffering is caused because they didn't go to church often enough or that God is angry at them because they failed to read the Bible in 90 days? <laughs> that, that's a funny but perfect example. Yes, that does capture what anxious, uh, preoccupied style is. So, Michael, what are some biblical characters that may display anxious, preoccupied traits? 
The first one that comes to mind is Martha in Luke 10, 38 to 42. Martha, the sister of Mary and Lazarus, is portrayed in the gospel as someone who was preoccupied with her responsibilities and worried about external matters. So in Luke 10, 40, Luke 10, verse 40, Martha expresses her concerns to Jesus about her sisters not helping with the preparation. So she had this behavior, this mindset that suggested a preoccupation with task and a need for validation and support. So she is working her way to try to get the acceptance of Jesus by doing things. And she's calling on, she's surprised that Jesus is not coming to her rescue. Jesus, you should have noticed that my sister is not helping me. In other words, she could have felt some kind of abandonment. And so she's coming to Jesus with her complaint saying, basically, where were you when I needed you? I like that example. However, I think we may be too hard on Martha. Maybe she just wanted the house clean and organized like many of us ladies. <laughs> well, that could be true, Denise, but notice Jesus' words to her when he said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Okay, Michael, that's a good point. There's a lot more I would like to say about her positive housekeeping traits, but let us move on. Describe, can you describe the features of the next attachment style, dismissive avoidance style? Yes, this is a very interesting attachment style. And individuals with this style, dismissive avoidant attachment style, they typically learn to be self-reliant and emotionally independent from a young age. They may have experienced caregivers who were less emotionally available or at least inconsistent in their responses. And they may have suffered in silence and alone with no one to attend to their needs. Individuals with this style tend to prioritize self-sufficiency and autonomy, often downplaying the importance of close emotional connection. So they have the tendency, I don't need anyone, because they know what it is to have needed others and depended on others and to have their needs not met, to be hurt emotionally. So they have become dismissive of others, and so the name dismissive avoidant. That sounds like uh, a sad heart style. You know, that person is experiencing sadness inside. So, how does this missive avoidance style affect a person's relationship with God? What I'm going to say here should come as no surprise given what we have said about how they relate to others. So people with a dismissive, avoidant attachment style may extend their self-sufficiency and independence to their relationship with God. They might approach their faith from a more cerebral or theological perspective, emphasizing intellectual understanding over experiential knowledge or emotional connection. And so, just as how their caregivers were distant, they may perceive God as distant or un unloving. 
and uninvolved in their daily lives. And these individuals are less inclined to seek out emotional closeness with a higher power as well. Very interesting. I often wonder why some people may have a deep knowledge of the Bible, but do not have a relationship with God. That makes a lot of sense, what you just said. So, I'm wondering what the prayer life of this type of attachment style would look like. So, individuals with this attachment style, in times of crisis or emotional need, they may struggle to turn to God for emotional support, preferring to rely on their own problem-solving abilities. So, they are less likely to be able to turn to prayer in times of need. So they may have a non-existent uh, prayer life. Very, very often, people with this style do not have a prayer life. And they might make excuses like, I'm too busy to pray. But the truth is that because of their childhood wounds, they are not inclined to depend on someone else. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show, where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been discussing attachment's role in faith. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-204-2914, where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. And also, these individuals who are often neglected or abandoned in childhood, they may associate being alone with trauma. And so they might find it very hard to sit quietly in the presence of God, because this brings about a feeling of restlessness. So, this might be the true reason why so many people say they have no time to Commute, commune with God, you know, read the word of God, but yet have time to binge on Netflix series. So they are really triggered by being alone with God. That's what I'm hearing you say. That's fascinating stuff, Michael. Now let's move on and look at biblical examples of dismissive avoidance attachment style. Yes. So in the Bible, I think one person that I would say have this style would be the rich young ruler. So in the New Testament, this rich young ruler approached Jesus with a question about eternal life. He's on a spiritual journey, and he claimed to have followed the commandments, but struggled when Jesus told him to sell his possessions and give to the poor. The rich young ruler's attachment to his wealth and his reluctance to relinquish it 
could be seen as dismissive avoidant because he does not have the mindset that if I don't keep this wealth, God will still provide and care for me. He's depending on his wealth to take care of himself. So he's dismissive avoidant. He's self-sufficient, which is one of the traits of, of dismissive avoidant style. And so individuals with this style are less likely to depend on others. So what I'm hearing you say, the rich young ruler seemed to have a great knowledge of the law and seemed to have been interested in religious practices that is based on his own efforts. So can you imagine the pride in his heart telling Jesus that he had kept all the commandments from his youth? Didn't he even break one of them? Maybe even a little white lie? as they would say. <laughs> That's interesting that he said, this is after Jesus told him there is no one good but God. Well, he had the audacity. But let's not digress. The fourth and final attachment style is fearful avoidant attachment. So can you describe the features of this attachment style? Individuals with this style, a fearful attachment attachment style, have experienced inconsistent or traumatic caregiving in their early years. They may have encountered caregivers who were both a source of comfort and fear. And so that's why it's often called fearful, avoidant, or disorganized. They have it both ways. They have, they have experienced comfort, and they have also experienced, see, see caregivers as a source of comfort, and they also see them as a source of fear. And so this attachment style is characterized by conflict between a desire for closeness and the fear of getting hurt or rejected. And so these individuals are uncertain about whether they can trust others to meet their emotional needs. And so they, they, they approach relationship with fear. So how does fearful avoidant attachment style shape a person's relationship with God? So in, in terms of faith, people with this attachment style, style, fearful, avoidant individuals may bring their inner conflicts and ambivalence into their relationship with God. They may desire a close and comforting relationship with God, but fear the possibility of disappointing or rejection from Him. So these inner conflict cause this kind of... Uh, uh, ambivalence where they want to be close with God, but in other words, they're pulling away. So these are individuals who are likely to make promises to God one day, and the next day you find that they're doing something totally different. So as you talk about the fearful avoidant attachment style, my mind went to the parable of the talent and the servant who was fearful of the master and went and hid his talent. 
Is that a good example of fearful avoidance? That's a perfect example. Notice of the three servants, he is the only one who is afraid of the master. And so he went and hid his talent. He wants to be in a relationship with the master. But at the same time, he's fearful of how the master is going to treat him. And so we see in those actions the fearful avoidance or disorganized attachment style. Oh, Michael, this has been a very interesting episode for me because I think all of us are represented by one of the four attachment styles. I am sure we would all like to think that we all have the secure attachment style. But the truth is that most of us fall into one of the other three categories. What I think would be a good idea for our next episode uh, is how to heal from an attachment injury. That is a fantastic idea. Let's do it. The topic of next week's show is how to heal from an attachment injury. Thank you, Michael. And that concludes today's episode of the Life Transformation Show. We hope you found our discussion on attachment's role in, in faith helpful. Don't miss next week's show. Remember, Life Transformation airs every Monday morning at 9 if you missed any part of today's show, you can find the episode posted on Elim Counseling Services' YouTube channel. You can also find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com. Please consider making a donation to help our Christ-centered ministry. Thank you for joining us today on Life Transformation Show. We look forward to bringing you more uplifting discussions in the future. Until next time, I'm your co-host Denise Hart and Michael Hart praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. <laughs>